Welcome to the Greg Allen Podcast. Thanks for joining us where we talk about life. I truly believe that everyone has a story to tell and a lesson to teach. And that's what this show is all about. So if you're enjoying the show, please head over and leave us a review. It helps us connect, inspire and help more people like you. And I just want to do a big shout out to you for taking the time to grow and improve. So good on you. Keep doing what you're doing and good luck in life. Disconnected and they don't have that regular, you know, thing that they're used to. And so Mm. it's causing a lot of pain and discomfort. So tell us a little bit about what you're talking to your clients about at the moment. Okay. So I guess like at the moment, we're all being literally asked or almost forced to really reassess what's happening, what, how we're living our life. It's um, throwing us out of our comfort zone. If we're having big changes right now, some of us have, you know, businesses stopping, um, homeschooling, um, everything's completely different, right? So we're having to face a lot of um, new ways of living. And some of us can keep going more or less the same way as before and others, yeah, everything's different. So um, everyone will hear different, a different um, advice here, but really overall, I feel like it's really important to remember that if our comfort zone is very challenged right now, because change is there, um, we need to remember that our subconscious is trying to keep us safe and trying to keep us in the known, no matter if it was comfortable or not, it will just say, but it's so much better than anything else. And so we need to remember that it's not really necessarily true. It's just the fear speaking. So if we are faced to do something completely different right now, maybe taking it as an opportunity to really look at what is more in alignment with who I am, with my values, what's really truly important to me. And can I create a life that serves that better? So if I have to stop my work right now, which I don't luckily, but you know, so many people have to right now, Um, to really see how can I still get out there and offer what I've got and help people in a way that might serve my own my my values better maybe I want to spend more time with my family or maybe I want to spend more time um, generally looking after my own needs as well so then that in that way we can create our life in alignment with those values and needs and find a way to to share what we've got to offer to the world in a completely different way yeah. So I see it as an opportunity for everyone, no matter if big or, or small adjustments. It's just really a time to reassess and get really aligned. Yeah. Uh, when, with what you said there, like how can we still continue to help people? I think a lot of people don't realize the impact that they have on other people's lives just in mm. doing what they do normally. Mm. And you sort of get into this normal habit of just, this is what I do every single day. You know, that's, that's yeah. my life. That's who I am. That's what I do. But a lot of people, you know, you're helping and adding value to their life every single day. And a lot of people don't value that and yeah. within themselves. And that's, yeah. you know, and when you do realize that you, you want to try and get out and continue to help, even if it's through a digital method um, yeah. and, you know, you don't have to be a coach or a consultant or someone like that to be able to still continue to provide services to. Yeah. I mean, there's so many amazing ways like, um, you know, if you generally offer a service like electricity, right? It's like maybe then teaching people simple things just to keep on top of mind awareness as well. Like maybe hopping on YouTube and, and creating videos or maybe seeing how else you help support people when you're going to their homes. Like maybe you talk to them, maybe you love connecting with people. Maybe there's a different way to share what else you've got that is not usually in the spotlight but maybe it really wants to be expressed. And now is a time where we can move forward with that more, sharing yeah. our gifts. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So what we, we are always putting ourselves into this place that people find uncomfortable. The, the place that people are finding themselves right now, I push myself into that. That's, yeah, sort, of where I, that's sort of where <laughs> <Same>. I live. <laughs> but, same. So, I, so I totally get how fit people are feeling and, yeah. um, you know, we're constant. And that's what forces change for the positive. Yeah. You know, it's uncomfortable and as painful and as much as you don't like it right now, it's forcing you to make positive changes. And some of the examples that we have through our electrical business is we like to always try and demonstrate how we are different, how we care um, and how we, you know, want to go above and beyond for our customers. So some things 
just with this coronavirus thing at the moment is we, we take in a tub of hand sanitizer in our hand when we rock up at the door and Great. we put it on their bench and we wash our hands in front of them and demonstrate that we're doing that. You know, yeah. another thing that we do as a service in general is we now we spray and wipe the switches that we touch. Everything that we yeah. got, we've got a bottle hanging out of our tool belt as a part yeah. of our equipment, you know, to make people feel comfortable around us. And then that's what makes them feel good rather than feeling in fear of this person can yeah. maybe taking, uh, making me sick. Yeah. You know? So I think everyone needs to think outside the box on how you can create that difference that makes people feel comfortable and yeah. empowered around you as well. So that, that's totally really connection, right? It's like connecting with them and their fears and their feelings. And when you point them out, and you don't give that elephant in the room that space and actually just go, look, I know there's the elephant in the room. It's called the virus. And, you know, this is how I handle it. Then that takes it away because no one's, you know, kind of arming and arming around the fact that there is something in the room, right? So I feel like this is, this is the way forward. It's about being honest with truth. What's there? What are we talking about? And let's be honest and, and talk it through. And um, from any industry angle, really, that's the best way, not just pretending it's not there because that's not going to help. But if we talk about it and how we can manage it in whatever industry we're in, we can move through it. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to talk about a couple of things that you just talked about. First of all, you're talking about connection. I'd like to talk about disconnection. And yeah. I'd like to talk about how people don't talk about things that are bad in front of anyone else. Yeah. If you, could, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> totally. That's fine. <laughs> so um, what would you like to talk about with connection? So we talked about how we can create a connection and make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and with disconnection at the moment, we're forced into our homes into, you know, and we're removed from our natural instinct of being a part of communities and, and around people and, smiling and laughing and I've, I've definitely found myself laughing less since being wow. at home because I'm, I'm a people person I like to be out and I'll muck around and I'll jump around and laugh a lot but since being in the house there's something definitely going on there where I'm not laughing as much um, wow, and, okay, yeah. and I realized that the other other night I was sitting there and I decided to watch I don't usually watch tv but I was watching something just funny yeah. clips of movies that I love and yeah. um and I was just cracking up and I go this is what I'm missing laughter yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but that's caused from me being disconnected from the outside world. So yeah. how do you think that's one example of how I'm personally experiencing it at the moment, but what are some other things that you're noticing with your clients that yeah. this disconnection that's been forced upon us and the impact that it's having on people's lives? Okay. So I'm going to go more into like, I guess my work here because the yeah. way I see, um, like the way we can connect deeply with ourselves is, um, and this is sounding maybe a bit woo-woo for some of you, but just go bear with me and just come with me on this journey. Um, so I use the term spirit embodiment. So this is coming from the perspective of we're all body, mind, and spirit. And I see us all as one. So as an integrated being, we want to be spirit embodied. We want to have our spirit fully in our body, claiming all the cells with our own spirit. So most people in the world do not live like that at all. So when we are in the body, really spirit embodied, we are fully present, we're focused, we're super um, productive, we're confident, we feel calm and really relaxed in the body, we can feel open, we can feel connecting to ourselves and others. Um, the more connected we are to ourselves, the more connected we will be to our loved ones and the world. So anything that is not fully or anyone that is not fully embodied will experience some form of disconnection. So the more we have um, trauma or baggage or emotional stuff there or conditioning, the master shoulds force ourselves into things, whatever it is, it will push us out of the body. So if we don't feel calm, relaxed and, and content and like kind of at ease inside, we know there's something triggered up. It's never our own fault. It's just our responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. So the more we're out of body, the less focused we are, the more scattered we are, the more fearful we become, the more anxious we become, the more um, yeah, reactive we become. So this is not a state that we are in. Like, I'm not saying I'm always spirit embodied and you're not or whatever. It doesn't work like that. We're all humans and we're all in the same experience of life. We all face triggers every day. We cannot control that. Like whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. But we can control the way we are responding on the inside. 
And this is not just mindset work. Mindset goes a really far way, but our sensations are physical and we need to clear the, the charts we have around situations and sensations. Even having a certain emotion can bring up a fear or a trigger or a response in us. So the more we clear the charge around here and the more we free ourselves of all those patterns that disconnect us from fully being in our body, the more we can be embodied, more and more present, more and more connected with ourselves and therefore the world. So at the moment, we and humanity all over the world faces a lot of triggers and they are bringing up fears um, and other emotions, um, uncertainty, all this sort of stuff that disconnects us because the emotional charge that's around it, the memory, the, the remembering of when that happened before, um, a lot of war trauma is coming up, all the stuff's up and people don't even know that that's up. They don't yeah. even know why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Yeah. And it's because our subconscious is unpacking all these layers of all these lifetimes that have been there before, which we don't know of in our conscious mind. And they push us out of our body and therefore then we might feel more disconnected or we might have um, like a restless, grumpy feeling or we might feel really frowny. We don't even know really why because everything's kind of fine in our own life, but maybe not. And, you know, all these things come up and that disconnect us from ourselves and our truth. And so the more we can actually be, first of all, aware there is stuff that's triggered up and it's not our own fault. It's just a situation and we can just clear it and move on with that so that we can fully move forward in a very empowered way and a connected way. Yeah. I totally believe in what you're saying. Like for me, if I, if my attention is in the future or if my attention is in the past, that's when I feel uncomfortable. Uh, I get hyper alert and hyper focused into things that may not matter. And, you know, I, I go into this definitely a, a very, um, a, a very selfish space. Like it's, it's almost like I close off the outside world. I find it hard to disconnect with my family and to slow down. I go faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Um, so, so in saying that, how do we, what are some things that we can do to bring ourselves back and not think about the fear and what ifs and, you know, or it's because of that or it's because of that, you know, like what are some things that we can do? What practical things can we do to bring, bring that back together? Okay. So um, to answer that, I feel like I need to first talk about a different tra trauma types or stress response types that we have or that we are, yeah. because we all have a default pattern that we go to. And um, what you're describing is um, the fight one, like that, when you're saying you want to like get, you know, really laser focused and march on and it gets really tight and it's almost like you're disconnecting from the rest of the world and get into this laser focus. It's the same type I've got. It's the fight one. Yeah. But others go into flight and others, again, go into freeze. So we all have a different default pattern. We sometimes might, you know, jump to the other ones too. But generally, we have one main one that we run with when we're under stress. And so... Um, for all of you listening to this, you can assess yourself. Are you jumping when you're in stress or when you have something coming up? Do you jump to your mind going, how can I solve this issue? What can I do? Let me get onto it and, and hammer away with your tasks and actions. And that's fight, right? Same, same. <laughs> um, or are you going into, oh, it's all that bad. Let me run away. I'm out of here. You know, like... Actually, literally just denying it's all not happening. Let's just, you know, it's all good and da-di-da, but still not quite onto it. Um, then, uh, then that's more like we need to come back and, and refocus. And then the third one is the freeze one where you might go blank. You might have a, a literally um, this Your moment of paralysis. You can't, yeah, it's a paralysis. You can't even think clearly. You're like completely swamped, overwhelmed. Um, like uh, literally people sometimes sit and they just stare or they stare for a while and then they can't handle it and I need to run out the room. So that's, that's freezing. Or they go so tired that they cannot face the world anymore. So if you've been um, facing a, a lot of tiredness and you find it hard to get out of bed at the moment, it's because the stress is up and your default pattern will mean freezing. Again, it's not your fault. But we all have different ways to manage it. So for the fighters, I would say definitely take time out to defrag and integrate. So if you're noticing you're getting too much laser focus on and you're running with solutions and let's find a solution, hammer on and bang on until we're there, um, I'd say make sure you schedule in, even if it's five-minute breaks or one hour 
a day or a week or whatever you can manage to scrape like to scrape to the side right now i mean if you have more space if you don't have kids you might be able to free up more time right now but just find yourself some windows that you can schedule into your calendar and really stick to like an appointment and then you'll give yourself space to defrag either go i don't know for a walk if you make it um, somewhere where there's no no people around but just taking that nature space um you could go and sit and meditate if you know how to do that um if you um think too much and you're totally like your brain's exploding then take a blank piece of paper and do a brain dump meaning you write your name and your date and just literally everything that's on your mind on there and don't stop before your brain is empty no more thoughts floating around so that's another way just to defrag and come back in and calm your nervous system down taking deep breaths and really feeling the weight in your body where you're sitting or standing really feeling into yourself and coming back to your own center so there's a lot of different tools that can be applied but the main thing is to come back and give yourself a little bit of space to even debrief with yourself what have i been doing what's been working what hasn't been and what can i do instead just to really come back and then um get refocused again am i running away on something a tangent or am i actually being really present to what's really important right now yeah so that's that's the main thing i think for fighters <laughs> so uh, also because i'm a fighter apparently yeah. so uh i've just got a couple of questions yeah. should we take a phone on that walk well if you just need it for the time you can close it up and have it in your hand and walk but do not like put on flight mode if you have to yeah. like yeah so it's really to disconnect if you uh, disconnect of the tech world as well so put on flight mode if you if you can if you need the clock as that or you want the camera there whatever but do not have it to pick up phone calls do not use it to um, escape into a, a fake sense of connection with someone because if you're feeling disconnected you first of all need to connect with yourself because otherwise any connection with any other people won't count anyway it's like it's like a distraction of what's coming inside what's coming up inside Sure. So the thing is, um, with all the patterns, is that they are facing, uh, we have this escape way of going away from what we're feeling inside. And when we have to come or have to come back to the space and we feel this whirlwind inside, we might not like it, we might have a charge around that. And that's really hard for people to face too at the moment because they have to be at home or they have to do uh, things differently. They might have more time on hand not get anything done and then they get more and more frustrated if they're doers right yeah. so it's really important to be um kind and mindful with yourself too and it's okay that there's stuff up at the moment because it is really challenging and so just to even uh, grant that permission to yourself to have stuff coming up and it's okay you don't have to always be able to manage it all by yourself and that's completely fine and reaching out for support um getting getting help with clearing getting help with um, even hopping on Zoom and connecting with some other people in your industry or different industries, just to connect in a sense of um, uh, not jumping on a call and, and you know, like kind of um, uh, repeating the same trauma, but more so how can we come together and support each other to be more proactive? Because then we'll then bring more positivity in again and more connection rather than just going over the same drama and uh, the same news that they that you're already hearing in the news and like you know that sort of stuff that's that's all just going to reinforce the same drama and the same pain inside yeah totally um yeah. so i the reason i asked about the phone is because i if i take my phone like it it won't be that you know finding myself yeah, moment yeah. so yeah. i will if it's near me or even on me it's <laughs> my i just can't do it so yeah so that's the Fair reason enough. i asked that and yeah. the second thing you said about a fighter was to write down. So yeah. I personally have found writing in third person, looking objectively at my actions has been so powerful for me personally. Um, yeah. And looking at it from like you were doing this and you were doing that and, um, yeah. and you're, you're feeling like this at the moment and did you act correctly there and asking yeah. questions to myself, that's been super powerful. So it's interesting that you said, because those two things are probably the things yeah. that I go to when, I've, when I realise the, oh, I've got a question. How do you real? Because I find when I'm in that state, I don't know I'm in it until I like yeah. almost break. So okay. how do you know? Yeah, it does take a lot of, I guess, um, like the understanding of yourself to be able to pull yourself up. 
if you feel like you don't have that ability yet, that skill set yet to, um, to pinpoint it when it's happening, then I would say um, if you have a partner, say to your partner, can you please pull me up when I get in my tunnel mode? Yeah, then they can remind you nicely, not, not like flamingly, right? And so you can use that. If you don't have a partner or you don't feel like your partner will be able to do that in a, in a way that doesn't trigger you, then set yourself reminders on your phone and just say, hey, are you in tunnel vision or are you in expanded vision? That's, for example, like, you know, that's a, that's a, a way to do it. But there's so many different ways. Like I would just set some sort of reminder or make a note and put on the wall where you go, you know, maybe in the bathroom where you walk past and you just check, oh, am I, oh, yeah, just for like a little self-reflection moment. Am I completely like up here firing on a million cylinders or am I actually really deeply resting my body and calm? Mm. Well, if I'm not, then I'm most likely up there, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. So what about the people who go into yeah. flight mode? Let's go back to that. So with the flight mode people, I would suggest, um, it's kind of like always facing the opposite, right? So you want to come fight instead of running away. Um, seeing if you can take three deep breaths and actually see what you're looking at and see whether you can see, um, like whether you can see, um, <laughs> whether you can see some sort of, um, like what it would mean in the most, um, in the most horrendous version of it and in the best outcome version, like allowing yourself to see the whole spectrum of the, of the situation and allowing yourself to look at all the so-called facts, the, the, the information we've got that we can pick from, but still remaining with yourself and just seeing it like a movie or like a book that you're flicking through and just looking at them all and taking them into account, acknowledging them and acknowledging your own feelings towards what they bring up that's kind of alone is like a really uh, good way to just calm down the system. If you, if you can't handle it and you need to like run away literally out of the room, then that's okay. And then just taking breath and then coming back to it and seeing if you can talk about what's coming up or whether you can um, voice it to yourself what's coming up. That's a way as well. For the extreme positive thinkers that go more into like, oh, it's all not that bad and let's just pretend it's not happening. Um, that's kind of a flight as well. Um, in that moment, I would still say, hey, let's, li let's literally still bring in the facts. We don't have to fear them. We don't have to jump into a pool of, of worry and fear and uncertainty. That's not what it is, but it's more like, just let's assess what's there. Let's just look at it like a landscape. It's okay that it's there. And then um, still just keeping all of that in, in view. It's really important not just to run with one and block everything else out. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say with that, um, I like to teach my coaching clients. I actually had a client yesterday. We were talking about um, he was feeling uneasy about the situation. Like he had a really good month and then in his business and he was worried that he wouldn't be able to do that again and again and again. It was like an exceptional month. So I was like, don't put that as your new normal because if you make that your new normal, you're always going to fall a bit under. Um, yeah. So what we did is we deconstructed and I said, let's look at what it looks like if you make no money next month. And, and make you feel comfortable about that. Yeah. And he, after that session, we, we tore down all of the things that were going to be costs to the business and everything. Yeah. And, and he felt empowered because he knew worst, very, very worst case scenario, he was, he was going to be okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's, that's a big thing. I reckon like just knowing the facts, knowing where you're at, knowing how it's looking for you rather than burying your head in the sand and freaking out inside, but kind of running away from it. <laughs> Like just looking at it, assess it once, then you know it and then build from there. It's always the best way, right? And that, that keeps everyone empowered and, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And, um, and for the, the freezers, um, taking some form of action is really important. So um, often it's really hard to take any action, right? When, when it's like freezing state, it's like literally you can't even think straight. So it's important to do something that brings you back to a calm nervous system state. So again, breathing, um, some form of exercise, um, just taking a moment back from definitely not watching um, news and, and, you know, like really literally switching off technology and coming back to, to the self. But also um, seeing what is the one thing I can do right now? Just one thing, even if it's not directly related, just to get a bit of movement back 
and then the mind can settle, the nervous system can come back to a more parasympathetic nervous system state, calming down, and then the, the head will kick in again and we can see clearer what we need to do. Yeah. Awesome. So what are some things that people, like we talked about before we started, is a sabotage and resistance yeah. to change. So yeah. what are some things that we can talk about around that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the, the main thing is that, first of all, with, with the pattern of getting, expanding our comfort zone and, and going into like a more expanded state, first of all, um, our dreams and what we want to achieve, like let's say business is, you know, the numbers we want to reach, the possibly scaled version of our business, um, freedom, time freedom, money freedom, whatever it is that we want to create with the business that we have, um, still keeping that on the horizon, right? So that is often in danger zone. Yeah, so the most fulfilling way of living is usually in danger zone for us. So our comfort zone is where we are right now and what feels comfortable for our subconscious. Whatever we want to create in life is often in the danger zone. So as we're expanding our comfort zone and we want to imagine like a round carpet under our feet on the ground and we have a pillar in the center and we have an elastic band around our legs. And if we're walking to the edge of that comfort zone, we're starting stretching that elastic band and the next like circular carpet out is the learning zone. And this is where we, you know, expand. We, we have mentors and masterminds and courses and this and that. We're learning, we're expanding. Uh, we're doing new stuff all the time, but we're still kind of in flow, right? Um, but then we're stretching that elastic band even more. And as we reach that, that end of learning zone, we hit danger zone. And so it's not really dangerous, but our subconscious thinks we are too far away from where we've been and we reach that room of end of stretch of the elastic band and it literally flings us back mm. and we end up either where the pole was or even further back. And we think most people, most people think what on earth did I do wrong? Like what on earth do I need to do? I did something wrong. I need to go a different way. It didn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. And this is the problem because people then try and then they bounce back and then they try somewhere else and they come back and this is how they do it the whole life. And they think it's, it's them, they're a loser, they can't do it, they're not successful because they can't seem to get there. Mm. And it's not true. So this is a big myth in, I guess, in, in thinking in people. And, um, and it's really important to know that it's not a question, what did I do so right that I hit that point? It was so on track. What can, what can I do to get back there as quick as possible? What did I do so right? And then tracing back the steps and um, what did you do really well? So with this, this change right now, it's like we're being forced, you know, if we're forced to change um, our job setup, our daily setup at the moment, where it's not like the usual expansion of an entrepreneur or growing your business journey. It's like a forced knockback, right? So now we still need to see what worked before we were knocked back, what worked really well, what felt really awesome and what didn't. So our mind often wants to go when we lose something, it wants, it's like grieving a person too when they pass. It's the same thing of business when you can't have it right now, the daily flow that you can't have right now. There's an aspect of it that we really miss and the rest wasn't that great anyway. But what our mind does is it says the bit that's missing now is the only thing that I really want and I'm not, I haven't got it anymore. Yeah. And then our brain goes into grief and freak out. <laughs> and really it's an illusion because certain things are awesome and the rest isn't. So now what we need to do is breaking down what is, what is the awesome bit that you're missing? And then we can work on how can we recreate that right now in a different way that gets us still there, but also taking into account what didn't work and see what we can make better out of that now. So as a tangible example, let's say uh, if we had a business that we were really busy and we didn't get any connection time with family. We wanted to have connection time, but we didn't have time for it. We were feeling really exhausted, but the revenue was great. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. So then now not being able to work in this business might mean no revenue or very, very small revenue, but you might be able to create more time with your family right now, uh, find more time to connect with yourself or them. And, um, and it's an opportunity to create a block of time, uh, in, in, in a, you know, in a day or every, every day in a week or one day in a week where you really put time aside that you usually don't have, um, to really reassess how can I create more flow in my life that creates more fulfillment on all levels 
So it's like a real reassessment time and, and working on the business time, making sure that maybe your marketing is really out there, that you're being seen and noticed that you, maybe you're usually way too busy to do that. So maybe now is the time to really share with people what, what's important to you, what you stand for in your business and still be seen so that once they can um, go ahead again and you know place orders or call people in for their services, um, they still remember you. They still know that you're there. Yeah. yeah. And, and at the same time, see if you can restructure your day so you can create that connection, that more freedom feeling or restoration of yourself, self-care that you would usually not do and see how you can set up new habits and patterns that you can then keep going after we'll start again too in a normal way or maybe won't start in a normal way, whatever yeah. that might look like. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, a lot of people feel like because it's not what it was, now it's bad. Yeah. But instead of looking at and being grateful for the opportunity we've been given, yeah. which is to shift our thinking and see what we've got right now without that, yeah. that we, we were so focused on before. Yeah. So what a great point that you've made there. It's really, really, really good. So does that fall into like being able to step back and, you know, take the breaks, you know, um, you know, taking breaks off. When I off, say take the breaks off, yeah, no, yeah. that actually goes way, way deeper. So the points that I'm sharing are more, I guess, more coaching mentoring perspective. Yeah. But the clearing work that I do is, is much deeper. So I take, um, for example, if we have... Um, like, for example, we're stretching our comfort zone right now, yeah, in, in whatever way, shape or form that might look like. We might have stuff coming out. We might have tiredness come up. We might have fear or overwhelm come up. We might simply freak out. We might have procrastination come up. We might have all the good thoughts in our head what we're going to do, but we can't do it. So all the stuff, that's emotional baggage. So um, it's stuff that goes back to, like, our subconscious thinking. So um, the way I always see it is, like, um, tip of the iceberg, if you imagine the tip of the iceberg out of black waters somewhere, you know, North Pole or wherever, yeah, yeah. Um, you see the tip of the iceberg and then that is our conscious mind. But whatever's under the black water, we have no idea how big it is. We don't know, you know, how deep it goes, how fast it reaches, what it looks like. So all we can do is tap in the dark, really. And that's our subconscious. So our subconscious is made up of 40% of, um, or about roughly 40% of 40 generations that came before us. So that's the collective, the collective memory, the collective um, memory of suffering, of beliefs, of conditioning, of experiences, of stuff that's happened to the collective. So that means if there was persecution happening in the middle, you know, medieval times, it's still going to affect 40% of our thinking now and how much we share our truth with the world. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's big. And yeah. then there's also our own past life experiences, which are hugely important and people mostly don't even know about them. And then there's our own experiences that we've had in this lifetime round from three years or five years of age or birth or whatever you're talking about. Anytime in our life, we make decisions all the time without realizing it. So an example is we fall down the stairs, we hurt ourselves, we can say, I hate stairs. I don't mm. want to go stairs again, you know. Yeah. dodgy example yeah. but you know uh, what i mean so, yeah, yeah it makes sense though yeah. and then we experience something maybe someone breaks up i'll never do that again i'll never open my heart again why would i do that right yeah. so we make these decisions and that's what's then locked into our body our body is a representative of our subconscious so the only way that we can truly access our subconscious is by listening to our body and being able to understand it so we don't learn how to understand our sensations and our body at all. We should learn it at school, but we're not. Mm. And so this is like a whole new field for so many people. And the way I work is like, I, um, I take all these sensations into account. I read the body. I've been doing it for my whole life, but especially for 16 years with all my clients. Yeah. And we can quickly and really, really potently and effectively release the charge that's there around situations, emotions, um, triggers, and we can just clear it. So, for example, um, like a really simple, quite for me, very superficial example, but it might, you know, land for some people. So let's say um, when I was little, I couldn't handle um, going to sleep in a room that was messy. Like I had to put things in order and then I could sleep at peace, right? Yeah. So later, having kids and working from home on my laptop or whatever, um, I'd have to clear up at least the table, make sort of a sort of orderly space so I could get into the, into the flow of it, right? 
So then when I did my work later, like, and with kids around, you're often then tidying up around the place. You're not actually getting done what you need to get done because yeah. you're busy tracing the steps, right? So then when I learned my clearing work a few years ago, my husband said before I came home after an eight-day training, he was like, you know, things will be in different spots. Can you just make sure you clear that it's okay if things are not in order, right? So I was like, yeah, sure, okay. So I cleared it on the way back because, you know, you can quickly self-clear as well. I came home and he was like kind of looking for my response and I was like, yeah, sure, plates on all different places and everything from different places, but who cares, right? And I was like, oh, maybe it's just kept, yeah, like, you know, I've been away for eight days, cool, I'm all relaxed. Yeah. And he was thinking the same, right? And then a few days later, I was sitting there at the computer and doing my work, really in the zone. And he came home and he was like, you did clear that really well, didn't you? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, it's freaking messy in here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing something. Yeah? I was wow. like, and then a few days later, he came home again and went like, kind of still the same. And I'm like, yeah, what's the problem? And he's like, well, John, I hope you're trying to do it together. Let's do it together. And I'm like, well, yeah, if it's that important to you, we can. Wow, that's unreal. <laughs> so, so that's for me. So that it's was, like, your, was that your first experience of that happening to you? No, 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 no. But it's just something that whenever I have told it before, people can relate to it. So yeah. I'm like, okay. But there's a million examples. Um, like seriously, I've done clearing work for yeah. the last nine years, especially for the last three, specifically mm -hmm. with what I'm doing. And just the changes and the potent shifts we can have yeah. with huge stuff. Um, just to make up an example, if someone, like someone lost their uh, grandma and... Um, she couldn't focus on her business on that day whatsoever. It was like so fresh. And of course, I didn't even expect her to be on the call, but she didn't tell me before the call. Yeah. And so she was sitting there sobbing, like completely freaked out. And I was like, okay, obviously we can't work in a business today, but we can bring you back. So then we cleared the grief, um, the charges that were around that come up and so on. And at the end of the call, she was very calm and she could then focus again, not on her business, but to come back. Yeah. self-care but she was calm and she could function and yep. soon after like we could pull out very fast which is amazing considering that it's something that people would struggle with for years yeah yep. so um that's just one example like of um yeah like a this is a big situation here right yep. so um clearing doesn't mean that we that we um cut something away and it's never there again what it means is that we clear the charge around something. So any situation that we feel charge around, charge meaning any triggers, meaning you might get grumpy, restless, angry, frustrated, sad, um, stressed, um, anxious, um, contracted, tense, anything. That we all have different ways and different emotions that come up. But let's say you're being told you have to lock down your business right now brings up emotions right like mm. whatever they might look like or that tends you up or you're freaking out inside or you might go oh shit what can i do now or yeah or you go oh my goodness and you freeze whatever it is right so all these responses can be cleared in the sense of that once we clear the charge around them and around these emotions we can come back to a place of really solid inner certainty where we can hear something that would usually throw us out completely and would take us days or weeks or months or even years to get over. Mm. We can just look at it. We can face it quickly, briefly and move on. Yeah. And that's a massive difference. So with the clearing work, is there a technique specific technique that you follow for that? Is that? Yeah. So um, at the starting, the very base base level is something that St. Thomas has created, which is um, clear your shit and there is a free um, training series that you can download online so that would be something you can do in your own time at the moment at home it's at yeah. clearyourshit.com that's literally what it's called or one word yeah. um, the way I do it is like I, I use the spiral which is also created by Dane Thomas um, so I'm an advanced uh, the spiral practitioner so I guide people through an eight week process where we clear the charge around all these emotions from shame and guilt and dogma all the way up to joy and um pure bliss and um, yep. enlightenment and purpose. So that no matter what comes up in the day, we don't feel so triggered and wrapped up in it. Um, but I've combined it with my own work that I've created over the 16 years, the last 16 years. And um, so I pull in a lot of different modalities, my own modality that I've created, the footprint connection. And um, so I, I really bring it back to the body um, through past lifetimes and we recreate a lot. And we also clear any interferences and entities and all sorts of stuff as well. To, that might sound very woo-woo and out there for some people, but it's very tangible when we do it. 
works with lots of business people and it's amazing to see the results and it really just clears all the stuff because we're all humans we all have emotions and sensations and a lot of people have been told that what they're feeling they should get over <laughs> yeah or you know don't worry so or don't be yeah just get over Stop it. About it yeah right and like or just oh, just think a bit more positive or why would you do that like that's all stuff yeah. that we can easily say to someone else but if it comes to ourselves it's hard right we all we all we know that and so this is the part where the clearing comes in and it is so important because we cannot expect ourselves to solve the issues just from the conscious mind and ignoring that whole bottom of the iceberg because it is really relevant because when it comes to situations where we put our mindset into it and a lot of you guys might do a lot of mindset work which is great it's really 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 important and we cannot go without it but it's not going to shift the whole iceberg not the whole tip underneath it it won't be affected by that so the more we can clear what's there and our mind gives us continuously the opportunity by scooping up what's in the unconscious and brings it back in mirrors and so if we face any difficulties in life um, they are a mirror of a part in us that we haven't looked at yet, that we're either over or under-expressed. And they're all parts of us. So the way we can then um, look at it is like um, really looking at what the triggers are and, um, and either consciously try to see the shadow part and see the light part of it and see if we can flick the shadow, um, which is a bigger thing that, you know, I could talk to you about another time because it's probably like a bigger process. Yeah. But um, there is that from the conscious perspective, um, but then still we sometimes have to really acknowledge some deep um, experiences that we've had in the past life that without experiencing them and actually not experiencing them, but acknowledging them and seeing what we've locked in and why and actually taking that piece of understanding back to us, without that, it won't let go. So all these messages we're getting through the body, through sensations um, are there for a reason. They're like messages. And if we try to ignore them and run away from them and push them away, they're just going to get more and more and more annoying or they duck around and come back in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. Do you think that um, with working with so many people now over the, so many years, some of the realizations that they have in the past, have you got some examples like they may not have been completely aware of and then, you know, they've been acting off these triggers for so long and like it might be a bird tweeting or a horn honking or you know something that they didn't even realize and it would flip them into a really uneasy state have you got some examples that people might be able to go like oh yeah i actually do react quite randomly to those things okay well um one example is uh, i mean there's a million examples really so first of all i feel like we need to explain how a situation gets locked into the subconscious and I'm not going to use neuro-linguistic programming terms right now, but actually just plain lingo so that everyone can get it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I'd like to break it down. So just simply imagining um, you experience something and if it's too intense for our body and consciousness to process in that moment, we'll lock it away. So that traps the emotion. So the way that gets stored in our brain is literally like, imagine a porcelain plate and chucking on the ground and it's like split us into a million different pieces. And then someone goes and grabs that and sprinkles them over our head and brain like salt and pepper, right? Like just sprinkle a dose of that over there. So you don't know where it gets stored in the, in the brain. Some of those errors are um, governing the smell senses, the others are our sound and, and visuals. So we have all these different parts in our body that, sorry, uh, different areas in our brain that get um, to store these, these little sprinkles, these little um, porcelain pieces. And whenever we experience something that kind of docks onto one of those porcelain pieces, it would trigger up the event. So what happens is, one random example would be like, if you as a three-year-old fall down a steep staircase in an old building, maybe it's an old farmhouse, it's a bit musty, you fall down the stairs, there's no one around, no one knows even that you were there, you might have been there uh, against someone's will, so you feel guilty and you hurt yourself and um, you're all kind of contracted and go, oh, I'm, I'm all alone and no one's going to help me now or something, right? So if you just say like, let's say we've experienced that, then we might completely forget about this, right? We might be 30, 40, 50 or 60 years of age now. And looking back, we can't remember how we felt when we were three. We won't even remember it. But we might hate going into old farmhouse buildings that smell a bit musty and then um, get a bit grumpy 
and you know don't even know why but then if we see a staircase and that musty smell in an old building we might all of a sudden have a trigger up and we feel like a three-year-old and we have a tantrum like a three-year-old and then afterwards go what on earth happened to me right now or just then i don't even know yeah. i felt like i was acting like a three-year-old yeah and we don't know why and the reason is because that memory got got triggered up and we feel literally exactly like in the moment when it happened and so this happens to a lot of people all the time we're all we all have that happening but not necessarily this example it can mean that you get triggered about people blowing a horn at you you might feel a bit of a rush of like adrenaline pumping up and you don't even know like don't even think about it really you know yeah. or um people getting out of someone shouting at you you might hate it yeah there's a reason to this or um you might hate it when you get angry yourself and you try to just be all happy and cheery all the time or um you might hate it when you feel really um you know like i don't know like when you when someone gets really judgmental around you you, you might think oh that's so rude i'm not judgmental never right so yeah. all these things can be can be um stuff that's hiding in the subconscious all these reactions and patterns and a lot of them are hiding meaning we can't see it ourselves yeah, yeah. so yeah. when these are happening do you find that you know you if you're creating this alternative um energy or you're, you're moving away from the situation or whatever like those examples you were just giving like you 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 hate being unhappy so you're always happy is that a problem because people aren't actually sitting there going, I feel sad right now and they're not acknowledging the, the true feeling that they're feeling? Yeah. So if they're, if they're like fake, faking happiness and like, I'm so cheerful, that's so good. There's no problems in the world. <laughs> then that's total denial. So it's yeah. running away from something. So um, we can't truly be in our body and really actually just at peace and really truly fulfilled if we're running away from something. So the more we acknowledge the dark, we can live the light. Yeah. Mm. So the more we actually, and look, let, let me bring up an example myself, right? So, um, for example, um, what's it? Six, no, seven years ago. Now we nearly went bankrupt with a business that I had with my, with my husband and a bankruptcy was the thing that I would not want to face. Like, yeah, I felt like so unsuccessful in a moment. I would never have believed that I could go an interview many years later and talk about it, right? But I have been on stage with this, it's fine. But um, in the past, like I literally would have wanted to like melt into the ground, you know, and not be known for that. I didn't go bankrupt in the end. We could, you know, create something different and it worked and we could sell, but it still brought up a lot of stuff. And after I went, okay, done with that chapter now. Now I'm 100% on purpose. I'm going to create my own 100% aligned business, which I did. Um, Let's forget about that part, right? So for a few years, I literally ran away from that, right? I, I ran away from what it taught me. I, I looked a little bit at, oh yeah, yeah, I've learned lots. That was about it, yeah? I learned lots and ran away from it. And um, the day when I actually um, allowed myself to look at it and really address it and clear the, the trauma around it that I had, um, and I could fully embrace it and start talking about it because I've learned so much from it. In that moment, um, a lot shifted for me in my business, in my life, everywhere, because I could literally allow this, this piece of shadow of stuff that I wanted to run away from um, that I felt shameful about. And I could embrace it and bring it back in and actually realize what it's been doing for me. And when I, when I embraced that part, I, the whole thing let go. It's not an issue at all. And nothing of it triggers me anymore. And I could actually embrace all these parts that I really uh, got gifted by this experience really with and, and own them back. And they made such a change in my, uh, in my path. Yeah. yeah. I, I also have a very personal example that might, people might be able to resonate with so that they yeah. can, you know, everyone's got their own story of realizing, yeah. oh, wow, I'm, I didn't realize that that's what I am or who I'm becoming or who I'm being. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was when we had our, um, our daughter, we, I, I was always sort of like the yes man. I would always say, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Yep. No probs. No, no problem. No problem. No problem. And I would always, my wife needed more support. No problem. At the detriment of the company. No problem. I'll, no problem. I'll get it done. And I just, you know, kept doing that um, to the point where it really crushed me. Like I yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't survive anymore. And I actually started to um, drink. 
yeah. a lot. So yeah. um, to escape, like I needed yeah. to escape the, re the real situation. I was in so much pain. Yeah. And when I went and uh, talked with someone about it, I talked to a lady who was just exceptional, like the way she talked. And she was straight at me. She's like, you're angry. And I'm like, I'm not angry. I never, I'm never angry. Like I just don't get angry. And like yeah. people that know me will be like, I don't think it would ever get angry. That's but, the problem, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not angry. And then so anyway, she, she talking to me, talking to me. We did our session. I went away, came back. Next session, you're, you're angry. I was like, I'm so angry. And I was like, got so angry. And, um, and she was all about writing anger letters. Like you write anger letters. And um, I realized that I was holding this anger down, so much mm -hmm. anger. And um, when I finally let it out, it came out like a volcano. Um, yeah. which was not nice, like for my family or people around me, it was not nice. And it was short. It was a couple yeah. of months of me processing, journaling a lot, processing the anger, getting it out, getting it out. But once that had happened, there was nothing left. Like I'd processed yeah. it all and I wasn't holding on to anything. And I felt like you explained at the start of the session that inner, you know, calmness that you were speaking about. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. And like, you know, with anger, like it's, it's usually there for a reason. Yeah, we get anger, um, but we all have a charge around it. And it sounds like you've had a charge around it. It's not okay to feel angry, so you would never feel it, right? Yeah. And so um, that's the thing. Like we all have needs. We all have values and needs. And when we don't um, look after them in the sense because we think they're not as important and who am I to ask for this and that, that's selfish, they're suffering, whoever, whatever. And um, all that is the charge around the emotion anger or boundaries right so um but we need to look after our own values and we we can't expect anyone else to do that and so the important thing is to just know that anger and frustrations just there to tell us that something's not fully in alignment yeah that something's not quite right it doesn't mean that the whole life is not good <laughs> that everything's a mess it just yeah. means there's something that's out of place a little bit and by tweaking it by finding out with anger and frustration we can find out there's something that needs to be tweaked slightly and that's all. But we can't do that properly when we carry a lot of charge around the emotion. So this is where we can then work deeper with different, different modalities. Mm. And I just found it's extremely um, fast modalities that I've sort of combined. And with the spiral as well, it's so fast and so effective where we can clear lifetimes worth of um, charges around these emotions. So anger being one of them, there's actually um, 22 on the scale of consciousness. And when we clear the charge around all of them, we can be okay feeling them. And we can also be okay not feeling them. And, um, and when we have them, we can move through them really fast because we own all these parts back. Yeah. And that's why it's so potent and powerful. So, yeah. So once uh, someone has gone through this clearing process, however it happens, what are some things that they can expect, like feelings they'll feel, um, behaviors they'll notice? Like what are some things that people or, or people – examples that you've seen from you know they've gone from this to this oh sure um okay so one example is um a business client of mine that um he uh he has like big projects like they're worth several millions so they're big big amounts and um in the past he would be very skitty like in terms of like thinking of a million ideas and and projects and he's like a genius right but getting really out of body and like not not holding it so yeah. then um generating all these amazing projects but then they kind of like would i don't know something would happen right and they would kind of float away so the cash flow would be very low and you wouldn't be able to hold on to the money yeah so um also he would say yes to all these bigger amounts coming in and he would get really stressed and really yeah just frantic right mm. and so that was even last year and then we worked together on the end of the year the spiral together and have had some sessions since and um at the end towards the end of the spiral he wasn't even finished yet um he he had a and he didn't tell me about it right so that was crazy like because before when we started he said he's constantly expecting drama to happen he's always looking for the drama that something will happen straight away and take everything away so he was quite um under stress and yeah and constantly kind of looking for like something will go wrong anyway kind of thing yeah. So then we did um, like started working together and towards the end of the spiral, it was actually quite funny because um, we had a session and not that it's funny generally and usually I'm always able to tell, but for some reason he landed the certainty inside so much 
that he didn't show a sign that the night before um, he would almost lost his biggest projects, which meant his, he would have had to go bankrupt, right? So it was huge, but he didn't tell me about it. And I'm smiling here because I'm like, I can't believe that I didn't notice that. So that was one thing that just on a side note, yeah. the following day, he said, oh, by the way, when I saw you yesterday, I didn't know yet if I was going to make it through with the business. And I felt strong. I felt calm. And then at 2 a.m. in the morning, which is not a time that usually any of those deals get made, it all came through positive. He won it back and he had everything super stable. So he said that was huge. And I was like, and even huger that he didn't even show a sign in the past. He would have been a nightmare, right? Yeah. He's like, true. Then it continued from there. He had a phone call of a guy offering him a project of 15 million. So the size of his project before was always about one and a half, two and a half, three. Yeah. So 15 million was big. So he was like, because he learned with me to master his inner, his inner certainty and knowing what's right and what's not right in alignment with him and what's not. So he learned that his own body shows him um, that it's not alignment when he holds his breath. So that was his own way of finding out, right? So in this conversation, he held his breath and he went, hang on, it's not an alignment. And he gave it a no. And, you know, he came home and he was like, this is huge. I don't know. I feel really calm about it. I said no to this. And his wife went, you did what? Like freaked <laughs> out, you know, and he was like, yeah. And no one could believe it because he's like, that's not me type thing, right? Yeah. The following day or two days later, I can't remember, one or two days later, the same guy called back and went, look, I find it quite impressive that you said no to that. So you're obviously not just after the money. And so therefore, I've got this other project that I wanted to run past you and see what you say. Of course, you can say no too to it, but I just wanted to hear what you've got to say. And he shared it with him and he went, hell yes, that's like completely in alignment with my values, yeah. like completely on track. Yes. And he was like, okay, cool. It's 81. <laughs> So 81 million, 81 right? Million. And so he was like, yes, because if he would have said yes to the one before, he would have been out of alignment. He would have been like struggling getting through it. Yeah. Um, but he said yes to the 81, right? So that was yeah. a massive win. So yes. that was really cool. And then with the changes now, he's been calm. He, every time when, when I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I'm feeling calm. Is it weird? Should I be freaking out? I'm like, no. And he's like, <laughs> No, I feel good. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing all these opportunities. I'm doing this, that, that. And like, we're just keeping you on track. And he's Fantastic. great, you know? Cool. So um, that's a longer story, but it's just yeah. showing a lot of like big shifts in a short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> great, great example. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> so obviously like off the back end of like clearing all these um, triggers, these past feelings, not fearing the future, there's a bunch of things that are going to be positives coming out of that. So Massive, we yeah. talked about before the optimization of flow and minimizing distraction and getting more focus. So can you just debrief us a little bit how that happens from these, these sure. things? So a major thing is, I guess, certainty. So I would like to talk about certainty as, as a, a main point here because when we um, want to expand from um, comfort zone to danger zone what we talked about before as yeah. in like fully out of comfort zone and we're really expanded um, we'll face fears right we we'll face a lot of stuff we might feel really anxious or freaked out inside or even like fear like paralyzed yeah we might feel like we have to push ourselves out of the airplane kind of feeling yeah um, yeah so that feeling that's that's normal right when we're like fully trying to expand really fast so but with clearing this, the, the charges, we don't have to feel like that at all. We can completely come back and feel really calm and just do something new that's completely out of our comfort zone and, um, and do it with ease. And we can expand really fast that way. Yes, we still have certain things coming up depending on how fast we expand. Most people don't expand very fast in general, but you know, they might have an increase in revenue or one direction. So some of my clients are big leaders. They have big followings. They want to grow, they grow their masterminds and their clients, their followings, their exposure, being visibly seen in who they are. Um, and I find that's where it shows so massively of how fast they can grow, not just revenue, but actually impact. Um, where they have their following increase um, so fast, where their um, like fellow leaders in the industry say, what on earth are you doing? Like you are expanding so fast and you're more calm on stage and you're so present and you're 
like your work's even improved it was already yeah. amazing before like what on earth are you doing and so that's where like one of my clients call, calls me his secret weapon because we do this work and he's just <laughs> awesome. like flying through so it's it's a deep sense of inner certainty and a calmness in the body um that then radiates into everything because you make more aligned choices you say no to the things that are not in alignment you say yes to the things that are creating more space in your life that way uh, being more quicker and slow because you're not getting triggered everywhere and restless about all sorts of stuff but you're really calm unfocused and you're going with it so um it's like it shows in in life in inner connection in relationships in um in in business and just the overall sense of fulfillment and calm but in in the business sense um we feel certainly a massive sense of inner, inner certainty it's just really present not being affected by the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds uh, but actually just doing what you know you need to do and um and yeah i'm finding like it just yeah it blasts the brakes off <laughs> yeah yeah awesome. yeah so um yeah just the living our dreams and going for what we know we yearn for and desire inside has been my pretty much my focus for my whole life since i was tiny i've always been attracting people into my life that would be living their, their dreams out of the norm whatever and always follow that and always do my own thing that way um and so i've explored tools my whole life what helps to make that easier and faster so there's like a whole you know there's so many things we can do and they all work at different speed and impact but um when we bring it back to the basic basic stuff that really works really fast can be so simple and what I find really amazing with this work is that we don't have to dive through the stories. We don't have to super expand on it all. We can actually just acknowledge it and take the lesson out of it and let it go. And it can be as fast as like a few seconds or a few minutes. Yeah. And that's what I find extremely impactful with this because um, like speaking even to one of my friends uh, overseas, like she's, she's in Germany, she drove to Austria for I think she said for a five or six month period to work on a trauma that was a long time ago. And um, we only spoke, you know, we only speak once a year, twice a year. So I didn't know that she was in this process of driving like three and a half hours one way, like huge, right? To this, to this therapist for six months, five, six months. I was like, wow. And then in my head, I was thinking we could have done that within like a few minutes, maybe an hour, maybe two, maybe three, but still, um, yeah, like we don't have to go through much suffering and pain in order to address what's there that we don't want to face. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that hard. And also it doesn't have to feel like opening a can of worms at all either. Yeah. That's a big part. We do not have to worry about that with the work that can be done because it doesn't have to be like that at all. It's actually really empowering. What are some things that people can do at home? Like obviously right now, mm. stuck at home, you know, mm. a lot of people have put this complete isolation barrier on themselves. Yeah. So what are some people, uh, things that people can do at home, tools they can use, things they can think about and um, to get them feeling more in line with what's actually happening right now and, and being accepting of the situation? Okay, so I feel like there's, there's quite a few things that can be shared with this. Um, I'll definitely say if you are currently constantly watching the news or scrolling social media and updating everything i would say cut that down to a minimum where you like pick maybe two or three sites or sources uh, where you know it's really trustworthy information and you just inform yourself with that with the updates but then put it away again um, make sure you uh, schedule some me time to just come back to yourself and make sure you set yourself a bit of a structure of the day especially if there's kids involved in homeschooling and all sorts of stuff that it's just structured. So because without structure, a lot of personality types struggle. Even if you think you don't like structure, it's often very beneficial to bring in structure just to kind of, um, especially the freedom lovers and the variety lovers. I am one structure is so, so important because when it's not there, you easily get lost on a side, like on somewhere, but then not feeling very fulfilled after. And when it's structured, it can bring back that sense of, yep, we're getting stuff achieved and we can still be free in that, in that structure. So I think that's really important. Um, bringing it back to self-care, like making sure you eat well, you drink lots of water, 
you do some movement if you can go out for a walk or run or whatever do that but if you have only a small space then set yourself up i don't know a few pillows jump around over the couches whatever you need to do to just get yourself moving a bit and more physical in that sense because we're all different with that and um and just keep on bringing back the, to the breath as well. So if you feel really stressed or freaked out, bring it back to the breath and, and really feeling into your body, um, even tensing your body and bringing your awareness all the way into your feet. So let it sink in from the head all the way down into the toes, just to bring the awareness into the body. If it feels uncomfortable there, just say, freaking uncomfortable here. I'm not usually here. It's okay. And just acknowledge it to yourself and see if that actually takes the edge off. Um, one big thing too with emotions for those people that are not really familiar with feeling emotions as in like you said before anger Ooh, I'm not angry I'm never angry so if there's anything coming up that you're not familiar with that you don't like feeling because um, that can happen to all of us we have all certain sensations we don't like right so just to be present with it and, and give it a, a name just say okay I'm angry right now or I'm sad right now even if your mind goes, yeah, but I shouldn't be sad or why am I feeling sad right now? Or why? Oh, no, I'm not. Just instead of going into the story of it, just go, yeah, I feel really heavy and sad right now. And um, just go, okay. And just allow yourself to feel it and take a few deep breaths and feel it. And then what you'll find is if you don't fight it, it will just go. It will just move to the next one. Traditional Chinese medicine has these five elements and we move from one emotion to the next. If we don't fight it, whatever we're feeling, we'll move to the next and it's yeah. gone. Yeah. But if we fight it, we can sit in it for weeks, months, years, and stew. Yeah, totally. And we totally. don't need to do that. Wow, some, some really good tips. Thank you so much. I'd just like to add one. Get some sunlight, just go outside. If you've got access to the sun, yes. definitely go there. <laughs> Even if it's to the street and get some sun on your body, like people Vitamin are not, D? Get, yes. yeah, they're not getting enough sun at the moment. They're right. all, all cooped in the house, especially kids. Yeah. Kids need sun. I need yeah. that. So um, that's, even yeah. if it's um, just to the, the front driveway where you've got a little beam of sunlight coming. Through. I really just, just depends on where they live, right? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling myself, I've, I've considered myself super freaking lucky because I'm like two minutes from the beach. You can just yeah. go to the beach, it's empty yeah. and you know, it's great. But some people are in cities and high rises, I don't know, like what the setup is. So whatever, whatever you can do to get out, even on a tiny little balcony, wherever you are, yeah, yeah get some sunshine, get some fresh breath, some fresh air, and yeah, just do that, like definitely. Amazing. Yeah. Sand, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you for sharing so much of your learnings over your time. And I think this is going to really help a lot of people. So I really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.